Hey friend, welcome to Goal Driven Moms. So glad you're hanging out with me today because we have a great topic to cover. New habits in life's transitions, i.e. what do goals look like as your kids age up? How does creating new habits in life's transitions work as you go after your goals? Does it look differently as our kids get older and begin moving into their own independence? How do we handle the transitions and still think about the goals we have? New seasons require new habits, but they don't mean you can't set crazy big dreams, okay? And that's what I get the privilege to talk to my friend Heather about today. Heather Petty is a perfectly imperfect wife of 26 years to David, mom to four amazing humans ages 10 to 24, and lover of Jesus. She's a closet peanut M&M and goldfish cracker consumer and loves nothing more than a good belly laugh, holiday gatherings with family and friends, and sitting on her front porch at sunset. Her greatest joy is watching alongside her husband, God's plan unfold in their children's lives and seeing them grow to fulfill his purpose. She has a true heart for women and is passionate about encouraging them to remain sane and find joy while parenting teens. The laughter and support happens weekly on her podcast, Life Coach BFF Show. And when not podcasting or curating for Club BFF, a membership for Christian moms with teens, she's coaching moms to live confidently, set clear boundaries, and find their purpose while parenting. Although much of her focus is on women's issues, Heather is a huge advocate for children in foster care and a supporter of adoption. She believes that life is a long line of lessons, and in her opinion, it's all about faith and good old common sense. Heather happily resides with her family in Memphis, Tennessee, and I'm excited to introduce you to her. Are you ready to talk about goals in life's transitions? Let's do this thing. Hey mama, welcome to Goal Driven Moms. Do you want to find yourself again outside of motherhood and clarify your God-given goals? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering how to find simple systems to keep you on track? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel guilty, prioritizing your interests over others' needs? Hey, I'm Gabe and I too was a busy working mom who lost herself to motherhood. I put my dreams on the shelf where they collected dust for years. I was pulled in a thousand directions with too many to-dos piling up. And I desperately wanted to find a way to create a work-life balance and be present for my family. I wished I could enjoy interests of my own, but I kept telling myself I didn't have what it takes, others would judge me, and that me time was selfish. Until I found out a little secret. My kids need me to be their example and they need to see me win. Yours do too. In this podcast, you will discover how to clarify your goals, how to plan with purpose, and how to ditch your distractions and simplify your home so you can turn your passions into purpose by pursuing your goals God's way. In order to realize finish line goals, we need to be willing to step into the fire of refinement so God can mold us into women ready to crush our goals His way. I've learned to use my interest in running to enhance my productivity and spiritual growth. I believe that life is one massive marathon and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Lace up those running shoes and step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Hey, Heather, thank you so much for joining me on Goal Driven Moms. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, Gabe. I'm so excited to be on your show. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And I love the topic we're talking about, uh, dreaming big goals, love those things. But I also love talking about um, 
how we, how they transition as we age, as our kids age, all of the things and what that looks like in creating new habits and what it looks like for us attaining our goals and all of the things. So I'm excited to get into that. But before we do, I'd love for you just to share a little bit about yourself so we can get to know you better. Okay. I'm a born and raised Mississippi girl. Do you remember Faith Hill singing Mississippi girl back in, what was that? 2005? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm born and raised Mississippi, but I now live in Memphis, Tennessee. I went from taking field trips to the pumpkin patch with my kids to going to Graceland, which was Elvis's beloved home. So that's where I transitioned with my field trips, which was kind of funny to me. We have David and I, my husband, we've been married 27 years. We have four children. Our oldest is 25. Our youngest turned 11 today. So we've been celebrating. We woke up early this morning at six o'clock to get opening gifts. So he's beside himself, but we have lots of gray hair, Gabe, because we are on our third teen. <laughs> 13. I only got one so far and I'm like, ah. oh my goodness, lots of gray hair. And my poor husband, you know, men usually don't color their hair. I know some do, but my husband is almost solid gray now. So you can tell that he has been in the trenches at times. So that's where we are. Our oldest has graduated college. She is married. Our second daughter is a senior in college, and then we have a seventh grader and a fifth grader. So, Gabe, this is my last year in elementary school. Wow, that is so crazy. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on, too, because I love talking to moms who have teams, so who are kind of in the midst of it, but also who have graduated teens, who have now adults. And, they, and usually it's because I just want encouragement, like this too shall pass and it's going to get better. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I think something goes off in their brain and it's like, when are you going to come back to me? But well, you know, it does happen. I know they do come back. They just are in that phase and it, it goes through us all. It went through me when I was a teenager, but it's man, we just need to stick together. And, but as at the same time, we need to know that it's still okay for us to dream and to have goals and to be able to do something alongside our teens. And mainly because too, they are watching us. And just like as when they're little, they're really mimicking us. When they're teens, they won't respect us unless we're doing what we say too. And so let's talk about crazy big goals because I know that you have had some crazy big goals that you have accomplished. Um, you're no stranger to them. So why do you why do you like to set big goals? What does it do for you? What does it do for me? Gabe, I am definitely in the habit of setting big goals over the years, but I like to refer to big goals as God-given ideas. Mm -hmm. I believe that God gives us all these ideas and some of us answer to the calling and some don't. And I firmly believe that the reason that many of us don't is out of sheer fear for those who are having trouble with the Southern accent game, that's F-E-A-R, fear. We fear being judged by our families and our friends, and it keeps us stuck. It does. It keeps us stuck. But just like you pointed out, it's so important that we teach our teens to go after it, go after their dreams, use their God-given gifts and talents. Mm-hmm. So good. So let's talk a little bit about some of your dreams because um, I love it. I mean, you've had some some things that you have done over the years, um, adoption, classical school for homeschoolers, podcasts, like 
How did these dreams come to be? How did you know they were God-given ideas? And what made you decide to go for them, even though they seemed scary and the F-E-A-R word came into play probably? Right, right. Here's the deal. The world needs what you have to offer. And when you don't jump in and use these talents, you are robbing someone else of what they need. And I don't know if you are familiar with Value Tales books. Have you ever heard of those, Gay? No. What are they? <laughs> Tell me about okay. them. Oh, I love these books. So it's a series of books written in the 1970s and all with a different character building theme. And I first found these when our LP3, that's what we call our children, LP1 through LP3, and those are our little preciouses. So when around the time that our LP3 was born, I found these books in a library. And Chick-fil-A began passing out an updated version in their kids' meals at some point. But what they do is they teach the responsibility of all these different, like I said, character building values. And the story of Ralph Bunchy impacted me so much. Do you know who Ralph Bunchy is? I don't. Okay. The gist of the true story is this. When Ralph saw a need, starting from the time when he was a little boy, he filled it. And he didn't wait on someone else to do the job. He just pushed back his sleeves, jumped in and took care of business. And too many of us, Gabe, we sit around and we wait on someone else to do the job that God gave us the talent and gift to do. We sit back on the bench, we watch and we wait. And here's the deal. Like I said, the world needs what you have to offer. You have to jump in and you have to do it. And another reason I feel like that many of us don't act is that we don't feel qualified. And the thing is, God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the one he calls. So that's what I've always tried to remind myself. Even when I feel like I'm not qualified, I know that he is going to help me start before I'm ready. And that's what you have to do. So over the years, when something comes up, when these God-given ideas come into play, I remind myself, first of all, I need to be like Ralph Bunchy. When there's a need, I need to jump in and fill it and not wait on someone else. And God will qualify me. He will give me the strength and he will give me the knowledge to fill these voids and these needs. So that's that's how I look at things when they happen. And I'm going to tell you about three different times, Gabe, that I have seen this happen in my life. Mm, I love it. I love it. And I love that you say God qualifies doesn't you're not you don't have to go qualified god qualifies you for what he wants you to do and that's super important because i in this world in the culture that we live in right now uh it's it's all about you it's all about your own truth it's all about you can do this you can you know all the things well no if god doesn't call you to it you might not be able to do it you have to do it in his strength in his path in his timing and um so i love that but it doesn't mean that we're not supposed to go after big burly things because those the big ideas the god ideas are usually big and burly and scary so that we have to rely on him to help us through and to qualify us. And so I'm excited to hear about the things that you have worked on in um, throughout your time. And I'd love to hear as well, maybe if you can intertwine as you talk about these few things, how you fit it alongside motherhood, because I think a lot of people, a lot of us as moms are like, well, 
how am I going to be able to do that? And that's kind of our excuse is, well, we have to be good moms. And obviously you can be both, right? You can be a good mom and you can do what God calls you to. So tell me how, a little bit about how that interconnects as well as you go through this. I will. And I'll tell you too, that I'm positive of this. Each time that God has put these ideas into my head, I mean, I just, I feel like God looked around and he said, there's Heather. She's not the prettiest. She's not the smartest, but she's willing and she'll have to do. And that I wanted my children to see that I'm willing to do what God calls me to do. So that's number one is that you have to be willing for him to use you. So the first time I tackled a goal that was way over my head was around 11 years ago when I was homeschooling our daughters who are now 21 and 25. The oldest was entering, and I know you can relate to this because you homeschool. The oldest was entering the ninth grade and we had a two-year-old and a newborn. And Gabe, it quickly became apparent that I would not be able to do what needed to be done to ensure that she received the education she needed and deserved. So I joined forces. And so look around, that's a key word. I joined forces. So look for your other mommies, look for the other moms who have the same need that you have. And we joined forces and we, we developed and created Meridian Classical Center for Learning. Now talk about being un, oh, underqualified. <laughs> that was me. I have a degree in communications and my friend is a retired psychiatrist. And Gabe, we spent countless hours researching and hiring teachers, some who were overqualified and taught at the community college. Our dream became a reality, and after around nine months of planning and working around the clock, we opened our doors to families and their students. The neat thing is this, the program is still going strong and serving families long after my two oldest benefited. And we saw, Susan and I saw a huge need, and we filled it. And so it, it kind of goes back to Ralph Bunchy. I mean, if you will pay attention to these books that you're reading to your children, you will learn as much from these books as they will, if not more. So it all came right back to Ralph. And I would mention that to my children too. I would say, I'm going to Ralph Bunchy this. Or I would say to them, be a Ralph Bunchy. See the clothes on the sofa? Be a Ralph Bunchy. Fill a name. Mm, that's so good. See a need and fill it. And you saw a big need. Um, I love, I love that it's a classical school. We do classical as well and love that. Just you're really focusing on the important things, but going back to uh classics and reading and writing and and really helping them have a love for learning. Um, was there ever a time where that fear came in and you felt like I I am not qualified? I don't know why God's asking me to do this. How did you come overcome that? Gabe all the time. <laughs> I felt that all the time, especially when we would interview teachers and instructors from the community college. Here I am interviewing these people and I don't have a degree in education. So I definitely felt underqualified at that point. Now, when the program started and we would go into chapel, which I was not there all the time, we hired a director. 
but I would come sometimes go into chapel and hear the students playing the piano, the hymns being sung, and I would just think to myself, this is why. This is why. So God, he will give you that nudge. He'll give you that idea. And you you just have to leap, Gabe. You have to leap. And I love that our girls saw me work so hard to fill a need and to provide for them as well. Yeah, so true. And I do love it. Like if you actually partner with God and let him kind of take the lead and let him it will help us. It'll help you boost your confidence. It'll help you to know what next steps to take. And sometimes we forget that we can do that. Like we get so scared and it's like, what do we do next? Um, well, have you asked God that? Like, don't go to everyone else first, go to God. Um, and I have to right. remind myself of that, right? Because it's it's hard to remember. He's not, you can't physically see him. So it's hard to remember that. It is hard to remember. And the second time, Gabe, that I want to mention to you happened after we moved four hours away from friends and family, mm-hmm. talking about a lonely time, Gabe. Oh my goodness. I was so lonely. I mean, going in the closet and crying lonely during that time. And a friend of my daughter's came with her home from college and mentioned listening to a podcast. And I, I had to ask her how to listen to a podcast. I had no idea. I was so unfamiliar. I listened to one lady. Her name is Dana White. She podcasts. I don't know if you're familiar. Are you familiar with Dana White? Yep. I know who she is. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. Well, I chose her from her cover photo. I thought she looked so kind and sweet. And so that's why I chose her to listen to as my first podcast. And she became, I listened to her all the time as I unpacked boxes after I would drop off the kids at school. And she became like a best friend. Her voice was soothing, it became familiar, and during that period, I began praying for God to use me. And he, if you, this is what I've learned, Gabe, if you pray for God to use you, he will. (laughs) You better be ready, because he will do it. And he put it on my heart to start a podcast and be the person to someone that the podcaster Dana White had been to me. The goal of starting a podcast came out of nowhere. I mean, even seven years ago, if you said you are going to host a podcast, I would have never believed you. But remember the friend that I mentioned earlier who helped me start Meridian Classical, the enrichment program for homeschoolers. She agreed to podcast alongside me and we started Life Coach BFF show. But here's the twist. Gabe, get ready for this. So you're already solo. 18 months in, BFF Susan decided that podcasting was not a good fit for her. And that was tough for me because I loved recording and interviewing incredible women alongside her. And not long after she told me that she was no longer going to podcast, I had a conversation with my mother. And my mother said, I'll never forget this, Gabe. She said, you know, this is not about you. And I said, I know that mama. And she said, I just want you to understand that it's not about you. And she was encouraging, but she just let me know, you know, that to put pride to the side that, that I needed to continue basically is what she said. So I went, I hung up the phone with her. I walked into the bathroom 
And I turned on the shower and I began to pray. And that's where I usually pray is in the bathroom while the water is heating. I will stand and just pray. And I just said, Lord, this podcast does not belong to me. It belongs to you. I want you to shut it down if that's what you want. I'll do whatever you leave me to do. I'm just along for the ride. And I think secretly, I hoped that he would send me some message or signal or let me know that it was time to just shut it down with Susan gone. So I got out of the shower. I went to bed. I woke up the next morning and I checked my emails and I never check my podcast emails first thing in the morning. And there was an email message from CNN requesting an interview on headline news with Susan Hendricks. They wanted to discuss the podcast. Oh, wow. Oh, man. So then what happened? <laughs> uh, I did the the interview a week later. Terrified, oh. terrified, Gabe. So that is, and it was so exciting and so much fun, but never in my wildest dreams when I prayed, did I think that I was going to be on CNN a week and a day later. Wow. That's incredible. And that's totally confirmation. Like, nope, I have you here. I have you right. here for a reason. So right. keep going. Just like your yes. mom said, it's not about you. It's about where, where God has placed you. Absolutely. And I, and that's it, where God has placed you. I, I believe that God positions you exactly where he needs you. Mm-hmm. So that it was a lot of fun. It was exciting. And then a few weeks later, I, I went back on CNN again. So it's been pretty exciting. It's been a, a lot of fun. And the third thing that I want to tell you about, Gabe, the third God-given idea and the most recent goal God put in front of me was just a few months ago. I've had several people mention to me over the years that I should write a book. And I would always laugh and say, no, not me. And then a friend was over one day and she said the same. You really should write a book. And I responded to her by saying, I'm just a small town girl looking for community in a big city. And she said, put what you just said in your book. Put that in your book. The next day, Gabe, she sent me flowers with a card that read, I can't even hardly say this without tearing up, but it said, BFF, this big town needs more small town people like you. And when I read the card, I went into the ugly cry, which is what I'm trying not to do right now, but it's a good reminder for us to support our friends and family. When women are called to do certain things, it's so important that we support each other. And I felt more supported than ever when I read that card. That night after receiving the flowers, I was exhausted And I climbed into the bathtub with thoughts of a book at the forefront of my brain. And Gabe, I felt completely overwhelmed just thinking about the prospect of writing a book. I know that you have written more than one book, and I think that's amazing. I was overwhelmed just thinking about it. I was battling bronchitis, and I couldn't even get out in the heat and enjoy the summer. So I was stuck inside the house. And that night in the bathtub, I just prayed and I said, okay, God, if you want me to write a book, you will have to give it to me because right now I have nothing. And I mean, Gabe, I had nothing. I was trying to keep up with two boys with a summer schedule, keep them entertained 
and just the thought of a book. Have you ever felt that way that you just felt overwhelmed and exhausted thinking about it? Oh, yeah. I mean, just both my books I've written. (laughs) (laughs) Everything I've done. (laughs) I understand. Well, I just, as I bathed, ideas just began flooding my brain. I got out of the tub. I looked over at my sleeping husband. I walked directly into the study and I filled my desktop with hot pink sticky notes, which became the pages in my book. Once I completed the book, about a month later, I began pricing printing, and I realized the cost involved in printing all 200 pages was way too expensive. It was way too expensive, and then it hit me, Gabe. I'd asked God for a book. I said, God, give me a book. If you want me to write a book, you're going to have to give it to me, and he gave me two. Mm, I love it. So the first book will come out in a few months and it's filled with powerful words and inspiration for Christian teen girls. Mm. And we need that. This world needs that. And it's not what I ever, ever planned, but God just, all these ideas just flooded my brain at that point, just flooded my brain. But this is what I've learned, Gabe. God will take you places that you normally wouldn't go when he knows you're going to take him with you. Mm. He'll do that every time. Don't use having children in your home as an excuse. Use them as a reason to execute God's plan. My children at the end of the day are my why. Let them see you figure it out. That's what they've watched me in each of these episodes. The ones who have been close by, still living in my home or still in in our same town, they've watched me step by step. I even pull my 21-year-old in this summer. I would pull her in and say, look at this page. Look at this graphic. What do you think? So good for them to see you working and trying to meet your goals that you've set. So you you want to involve your children in every step. And I feel like that I have done that. My, my boys really were too young to understand, but they could see me working. But up until now with this book, this book is the first goal that they've ever seen me really work hard to achieve. So you want to, you want them to see that because one day they'll need the skill set that you've passed down to them to execute the plan that God has for their gifts and their talents. It's very, very important. Another thing is don't say, I'll try to do it. Replace try with will and say, I will do X, Y, Z and watch what happens. Set a deadline for yourself. This is what I do with my children. I've taught them set deadlines. That is something that you really, really want to do because this will help you build momentum and reach your goal. Post it around your home. I post goals for my children, my teenagers, especially because teenagers, they get to the age they don't want your advice. They don't want you setting goals for them. So it's important that you send these messages to their subconscious, which sounds very scientific, but it's important that you do that. Post Post messages to them about goal setting on doors, mirrors, in their bedroom, bulletin boards, and don't even mention it on the refrigerator. I'll put them right above the ice maker. 
uh, we have right now, I think we have, we believe in you. We know that you can meet your goals. They, they read it, but they don't say anything to us about it. They don't discuss it with us. So that that's very important that you do with your teens. And like I said, set a deadline. You want to start today. If you will start today, you will find out what you are capable of. You are just like Esther from the Bible. You are created for such a time as this. In Esther 4.14, when Mordecai suggested to the Queen Esther that she had become queen for such a time as this, like you, all of Esther's life and the series of unusual events that led her to become queen, there was always a greater purpose for her. So I look back like Esther and look at back in your life and I look back in my life and I look at all my skill set, how it's grown over the years, all the different experiences that I've had. Like you mentioned adoption, homeschooling. There's so many different things that it's like one, one step or one thing leads to the next step. And it's important to pay attention to these. Mm, so good. They, it is one step leads to the next step to the next step and really seeing that pattern and um, seeing the importance of going after these God given ideas is also an important part of our life. And I'm thinking as we're kind of wrapping up here, I'm going to read, I've written a lot of notes, so I'm going to re <laughs> reinforce some of these things that you've been talking about, but I'd love to hear a little bit about uh, creating these new habits or creating habits or going after goals in these transitions as our kids do age up and when our kids are moving into independence and they don't really need us as much, but they probably still need to see us like you were talking about, like they still subconsciously are watching us and seeing us and and we're showing them what it is to use our gifts so that when they see what God gives them, they can do something with it. But how can we create these habits or change things up as we transition? One thing, Gabe, we have to trust them. We have to trust their abilities to actually set a goal and meet a goal. Because I, I think a lot of times we're afraid to, to help set these goals for our teens or our children, because we're afraid that we will not be able to meet, that they will not be able to meet the expectations. And we don't want them to feel like a failure. And I, I tell my kids all the time, when we fail, we learn. And so it's good to fail. Like what didn't work? What did I fail at today? And I will tell my children, oh, that was a big bomb. You know, me trying this recipe, that was a big fail, but I learned not to put the tomatoes in the casserole. And so I think it's so important. Don't be afraid to help your kids set goals. Don't be afraid for them to fail. That's how they're going to learn. You either win or you learn. And that's the message that we like to send around our home. Mm, I love that. I love the you win or you learn. And um, like John Maxwell says, you fail forward. Like Failure yes. isn't a bad thing. We don't need to make it negative. It's just, it helps us to move forward the next time. And so that's great. I want to share um, like, okay, so I wrote down 12 things from what you were talking about because it was just so good. And it's almost like a roadmap of what, where, how do we do this? How do we do this? So, but first you said we have to be willing to do what God calls us to do. If we're not willing, he can't use us, right? So we have to be willing. We need to join forces with other moms. Don't do it alone. Um, also seeing a need and filling it like you did with the classical school, there was a need there. And so you decided to fill it. You, you listened, you were obedient. 
Um, it's not about you. So just because you're scared or whatever, keep going. And that brings me to do it scared, right? When you're feeling scared, keep going. And I love the support each other. Make sure you're supporting each other in goals and things because this big town needs more small town people like you. That makes me think about this world. This big world needs more small fish like you, right? And um, God will take you places you don't normally go if you will take him with you. So partner yes. with him, partner with him. That's important. <laughs> Let your kids see you figure it out. Let them see you fail. Let them see you get frustrated. Let them see how you work it out and how you piece it together because one day they will need that as they use their own giftings God gave them. Don't say, I'll try to do it. Replace try with will. I will do it. Um, and if you need help, say, I will do it with God's strength, right? So replace Absolutely. the try with will. Um, set a deadline for yourself. Deadlines are important. It make, gives us a mental spot to say, okay, I'm going to do it by now. It doesn't matter if you don't get it by then, but set that deadline. Post things for your kids around the house. I love this idea because I have teens and they don't want to talk to me. But if you post it, it subconsciously goes into their brain and they will be thinking it. So what do you want them to think? Post that. Post verses, post goals, post whatever, right? Just do it all yes. over, all over. Um, and the last thing is start today, because if you start today, you are going to find out what you're capable of. My goodness, you had like a sermon here. I love it. I love it. This is just so good. So I hope you guys listen back to this. Take notes, write those things down. They're all gold nuggets and put them somewhere. This is how you can create some new habits. This is how you can go after big burly goals in motherhood. This is how you can do it in transition in when seasons change, when your kids get older. Um, because just because they're getting older doesn't mean they don't need you, but they might need you from far away. They might need you to show them how to adult, how to be successful, how to go after goals, how to listen to God, how to partner with God, right? All the things they need to see it um, more than you say it. So that is what I got from what you said. It's so <laughs> good. But I want to hear what was in all of your journey of motherhood, going after these goals, doing the God ideas, what God told you to do and being obedient, what was one of the biggest lessons that you learned in it all? The biggest lesson for me truly has been that it's not about me. You know, we get so focused on what are people thinking about me? They're, we worry about being judged. What if I do this? What if I'm different? I stand out from the crowd. You know, we want to blend in and we, we can't do that, Gay. We have to do what we were created to do. We can't let anyone hold us back. And other women are not thinking about you. This is what I learned. They are thinking about what they're cooking for dinner. They're not thinking about you. So, <laughs> so take these goals, these dreams that you have, start today. Mm, so good. That is a great way to wrap this up. They are not thinking about you. <laughs> no, it's so true. I always think about that. Like, what are they? What are they going to think? Well, they forgot about me ten seconds later after I said whatever <laughs> stupid thing I said. Right? That's just the way it is. That's that's human nature. So love that lesson. Um, so I know people are going to want to connect with you, um, moms. A lot of moms, um, that are listening to my podcast do have middle schoolers or high schoolers. They're getting into those those transitions and seasons and. Um, I love the BFF show because you talk about some of these things. You're talking about raising teens and all the things, and there's not as much out there. I always feel like you have so much help and so much support as the baby, you know, their babies and diapers and, and the community and all the things. But once you move into, you transition from elementary into the high school, it's like you feel so alone. And then you talk to people 
with teens and you're like, wow, I'm, I, you felt alone. I feel alone. We're going through the same thing. I just feel, I'm feel bad. I'm bad. I'm sad that you're going through it, but I'm glad you're going through it because I'm not. Alone, <laughs> right. right. So right. can you tell us, um, what's the best way for listeners to connect with you? The best way to connect with me is on Instagram at life coach BFF. Our website is lifecoachbff.com. And you can email me. I love to hear from listeners. I would love to hear from you at the BFFs at lifecoachbff.com. So it's the BFFs at lifecoachbff.com. Awesome. And we will link those in the show notes as well. And we look forward to hearing more about your book as it comes out. If it's ready by the time this podcast launches, we'll put that link in the show notes. So look in the show notes for the link, especially if you have teen girls. I'm sure it's going to be such an impactful book. I know I have a lot of people who I can share it with. So Heather, this has been so great. Thank you so much for coming on here and talking about big burly girl goals, God ideas, and how we can transition as our kids age up. Thank you so much, Gabe. I've enjoyed this so much and I love, love, love you and all of your listeners. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes as it's one of the biggest compliments you could give me. If you have any friends or family whom you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with them. Also, if you're not a part of our free Simplicity and Motherhood online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your giftings, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.